0: Today's Ukulele Tales is a little bit different from normal, as instead of a single interview, I'm going to show you what it's like inside a local ukulele festival. This episode is sponsored by Carla Brand Music. Visit carlabrand.com slash uketeacher to get 10% off anything on the Carla website. I'll be back at the end for a bit of a debrief. In the meantime, enjoy the show. Are you going on a bus? I am going on a bus, yes. Oh, I shall leave Where a mask.
1: Where are you going?
0: I'm going to a ukulele festival. I'm
1: going
0: out. Yeah, you can come when you're a bit bigger, okay?
1: Huh?
0: You can come when you're a bit bigger. All right, gang, I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Bye. Bye. So I've been to quite a few ukulele festivals in my time, and uh, by and large, they've been pretty big affairs. There's the LA Ukulele Festival, of course, which is, well, it's in LA. So that gives you some idea of how big it is. Um, I got back from the GNUF, the Grand Northern Ukulele Festival, a few weeks ago, and that pretty much took up half of Huddersfield Town Centre, with uh, venues across across the town, over three days, and uh, the Austria Ukulele Festival was huge in terms of geographical scope, taking up most of the city of Graz uh, in the town centre, in classrooms, and uh, up there the hills and the mountains Um, but this is something a bit smaller the box ukulele festival box being a small village just outside bath where i live it's just taking part taking place in a single pub over a single afternoon on a single day and uh i'm gonna be able to get the bus straight there from pretty much just outside my house return to box yeah thank you Thanks
2: very much. Ukulele Tales, the ukulele podcast with John Atkins.
0: Thanks. I just got off the bus in box. And I can already hear some uke strumming going on. Let's see what's going down. Thank you. Okay, this is terrific. I'm here at the Box Ukulele Festival. It says on my watch that it's 82 degrees, but I think it's significantly hotter than that because My phone has stopped working, so um, it's a very, very hot day. It's for heatwaves in June, and it's funny because, I don't know if you just heard that, there is a cricket game going on on one side of the Privet Hedge, and on the other side is the Queen's Head Pub here in Box, a small village just outside Bath, where the Box Ukulele Festival 2022 is taking place. So I'm going to go and head inside and see what's going on.
3: Up, you'll be a bit louder, eh? Um, we we'll do. We've probably got enough time to do um, one more before the uh, next act is on the main stage. I want to give you enough time to get yourself refueled and comfortable for that one. We'll uh, have a go at. We'll have a go at this Mama Casa number. This, um, it's getting better. It can only get better as the day goes on. We hope. We hope indeed.
0: It is. Make sure you.
3: Keep plenty of, drinking plenty of fluid, whether it be gone off the holiday or alcoholic. the the choice is yours.
0: So stay hydrated. Uh, would you mind just saying your name and how you'd like me to address you, if that's okay? Uh,
3: my name's Pauline and addressing me as Pauline is perfectly fine, thank you.
0: Pauline, that sounds good. Hi Pauline, now I'm here at The Box, we're here at The Box Ukulele Festival and from my perspective you appear to be sort of running the stage side of things is that what you're up to today
3: yeah i've been the uh, the compare and leading the sing-along songs and just sort of introducing who's on next and then what stage they're on because there's two uh, there's a performance stage and the stage for the open mic and the um, sing-along so yeah that's what i've been doing that's that's been my job role today is this
0: your first time here at the festival
3: uh no i've been to two others before so it's my third visit
0: your third visit and whereabouts are you from are you local to box
3: no not at all i live in a village called pill which is the other side of bristol so it took us about 50 minutes or so to get here this morning
0: yeah 50 minutes i guess it could be worse though there are people here i think from cornwall and london uh, anyone further afield that you've heard of
3: i think there's somebody who's who's have come over from ireland because they've got friends that they've made during uh, during lockdown and another event like this they've kept in touch so they've uh, they've come over to have a weekend with them and incorporated this uh, uh, festival so yeah
0: and how long have you been playing the ukulele for
3: oh uh, uh, about 10 years I suppose roughly yeah
0: and how did you get involved with this festival
3: Um, because we have our own festival in the village where I live the girls come and played and and then they invited us to here so this is how we you know
0: you're talking about the the mother pluckers.
3: Yes, yeah, sorry, yeah, the mother yeah the mother pluckers um, came to our mu- our uh, music festival, so our ukulele festival, and yeah, so they returned the the uh, the offer and uh, invited us here, and uh, unfortunately the band I play in aren't here today, but we have had a slot in the pat you know, the, in previous. Um, Uh, Box festivals. We've had our own performance slot, so but I just done the comparing today.
0: You you seem to be everywhere that I've turned today. You must be having a really busy day, is that right?
3: Yeah, that's why I'm so red. (laughs) I've had fans go and I've drunk plenty of water because it is just extremely hot here. It's not blood pressure; it's just the the heat.
0: I know. My phone stopped working. It just says it's just too hot. I'm giving up.
3: Yeah, I'm not surprised. Everything's my brain is uh, frazzled now.
0: But aside from the heat, are you having a good day?
3: Oh, it's marvellous. I'm now going to go and sit down, listen to the the, la- well, the, the band I want to see from St. Merin called The Offshoots, um, from Cornwall, and uh, I'm going to get something to eat because there's some lovely food stalls here as well.
0: Awesome. I think they're just kicking off, so thank you so much for your time, and we'll, we'll see you later. Thank you.
4: Thank you. Thank you. you. Oh, are you. just all too
3: very happy. Thank you. Oh, I love you, girls. Thank you. Got enough time to go and do anything you need to do and get yourself a drink to refuel. Let me get your plenty of food if you're peckish.
0: Have you guys come from far to be here? Um, Just from Bristol. Is it your first one?
4: In box. Yeah. 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 Yeah but uh, oh, I've been to and played as a load of ukulele festivals. So.
0: You have? Yeah? Uh, you play yourself? Yeah. Are you playing today?
4: Um, we did um, an open mic set uh, right at the beginning. So. Oh, right. How did it go? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I play the guitar uh, seriously, and the ukulele is just a, an afterthought. So.
0: That's how I started, but it, it sort of switched over after a while. I, the guitar has always been my instrument, but yeah. uh, some, at some point the ukulele overtook it.
4: Yeah. I play a lot around the folk clubs, and clubs pubs in Bristol. So. Yeah. But on guitar, not you.
0: Yeah.
4: Even playing the ukulele, I miss those extra strings. I know the feeling, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I still play guitar, but not as much as I'd like. Uh, not as much as I'd like. I love the bass, actually. Do you play bass at all? Or? I can play bass. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I, nope. p- I played bass, um, oh god, 30, 40 years ago in a yeah. band.
0: I played it when I was at school. I played the double bass for a while, actually, yeah. in the orchestra. Yeah. You don't have to be too precise with that, do you? No, you don't. <laughs> but the ukulele's a bit easier to get on the bus, i found, you found. Know.
4: Be totally different if it was pouring with rain.
0: Yeah it's such a great atmosphere and I think a big part of that is the Sun. Yeah. yeah. What is it I think it's what 82 82 degrees today. I'm
4: glad you, uh, I'm <laughs> glad you stick with Fahrenheit.
0: Yeah yeah I don't know any other way. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, so my name's Nikki Kelly, uh, and I'm from Dorothy House Hospice, which is a local hospice here uh, in Wiltshire.
0: Cool, Nikki. So you've come here to the Box Festival, the Box Y-K-L-A-D-E Festival today. Is this your first time at the festival?
1: It is actually, yes, because it hasn't happened for a couple of years with COVID. Uh, And before that, I have to say, I hadn't even realised it was on. Uh, There's so many great things locally, but this one I think is particularly special because it brings people from what I can gather all over the place. I think there's some people here today from Cornwall. We've got friends come down from London. Uh, So it's a real community spirit, um, bringing lots of amateur players together, but having a great time.
0: That's amazing. I had no idea people had travelled from so far. I thought it was like a really local thing.
1: No, I don't think so. As I say, it's my first one, but already I was told by the organisers when I arrived that there's some people come up from Cornwall. Uh, as I say, our friends have come from London, because one of them happens to play a ukulele. So, yeah, I think it gathers people in from quite a big range. And
0: where have you come from?
1: Uh, I come from Bath.
0: So. Oh, same, same yeah.
1: here. So, yeah, not not too far away.
0: Cool. So you work with the Dorothy House Hospices, the charity. Um, how did you guys get involved with the ukulele festival?
1: So they chose us as their sort of charity that they wanted to donate to. We have very strong links around Wiltshire. Um, the charity started in 1976. Um, and so we're, we're a great local charity. Uh, and I think people quite like that when they are looking for a charity to support. And so many people get touched by the charity, either with a relative or friend that's been involved.
0: Yeah, you guys, I have to say, as a Bath uh, resident myself, you guys are so visible. I think there's something in like half the streets around me You know, like a collection box or a house that's putting stuff outside or whatever. So, you guys, I'm really aware of your presence. (laughs) But, can you tell me a little bit about what you guys actually do? What you do?
1: Sure. Um, We've got nearly 400 members of staff we've also got near enough a thousand volunteers uh, and what we do is we basically offer care to people in the sort of last thousand days of their life which it seems a long time but there can be all sorts of um, illnesses not just cancer but things like motor neuron and other things like that so we support people right from their diagnosis but we support their families as well Uh, so it's not just our clinicians that are doing the work it's also our our therapists um, in our family support team our spiritual team um, our complementary therapists who offer anything from aromatherapy physiotherapy all sorts of things of that nature Um, so it's a a big widespread organization um, but essentially it's about looking after people and offering them the best care they can have um, because one of the things we say is that death is a part of life, and it's really important that everybody has that care, uh, whether they're the patient or whether the families, etc
0: and you were saying just now when you're up on the stage um it's I, mean, I guess a lot of people might think it's sort of a, a gloomy or a sad place, but you said it's actually kind of a cheerful place or they're cheerful places. Can you expand upon that a little bit
1: absolutely um you have to be of a certain type of person to work there um but the reason it's cheery is because we're trying to do things in a fun way so that people actually enjoy as much as they can um and we have done in the past you know weddings there we've had somebody's horse come in to visit them um other pets um and we just uh, you we we try and do fun events so that they can actually feel that there's some enjoyment left as well
0: brilliant um and how are you funded is it entirely by donations uh, do you, do you have any other way of raising money
1: we do have some nhs and government funding um, but i think it's something like um, out of every sort of 5 pounds we have to raise 4 of the pounds but i'd have to look specifically exactly the amounts but certainly most of our funding comes from fundraising it also comes from uh, legacies where people often will leave things in our will in their wills for us Um, and our volunteers they do a huge amount of fundraising for us Uh, and the other really important thing is our retail shops Um, we have a lot all across because we cover 700 square miles That's 550,000 population. Uh, And I think in the year up to 2021, we uh, actually looked after 3,000 people. Um, So all of those people are involved uh, and everybody can support us through either visiting the retail shops, uh, which can be clothes, furniture, books. Um, and supporting us with different fundraising events and people who do sponsorship things. So they'll throw themselves out of aeroplanes right. and do okay. there's a paddleboard event coming up. There's always different things that we're we're doing.
0: And this festival as well. Are you are you raising money here somehow?
1: My understanding is the organisers. So this isn't a Dorothy House event, but they have chosen Dorothy House as their, uh, their charity. So there's people here um, selling raffle tickets uh, for for holidays um, and for food hampers, and all the money um, raised is going to Dorothy House, which is just amazing. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you play the ukulele at all yourself, or have any link to it?
1: <laughs> I listen to it. Uh, no, I don't. Unfortunately, you know, it's one of those things that I've never got round to, but they do sound amazing.
0: Would you be inspired to begin after this weekend?
1: Oh, who knows, if (laughs) I had a bit more time.
0: (laughs) And just uh, something you were just saying just now when we got here, um, this pub I was already talking about, there's a cricket um, match going on right behind us. This is not your first time being involved in the cricket, right?
1: Uh, no, weirdly, uh, years and years ago, I lived in this area and I actually used to help do the cricket teas so and my parents used to play bowls here. So I'm sort of you know revisiting somewhere from sort of like 40 years ago. So that's quite strange in lots of ways.
0: It really is. I was saying, is there anything more English than uh, a ukulele festival? And on the other side of the hedge, there's a cricket game going on
1: absolutely and in fact there's also a vicarage just across from here where the reverend audrey lived and he's the guy that wrote thomas the tank engine
0: that's right you don't have to tell me that twice <laughs> my son's actually called percy so uh, yeah i know about that <laughs> yeah. brilliant
1: yeah so no it's uh, it's a great place and as you say lots of community things going on but that's why we're so lucky at dorothy house because there are lots of the events all across um wiltshire somerset um that you know often have us as their charity which is fantastic
0: okay and last question i guess if people want to find out a bit more about dorothy house and how they can help out what 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 do they need to do where do they go next
1: uh if they can look on our website um there's lots of things on there lots of information or ring dorothy house there's always people they can talk to uh and if you can volunteer a couple of hours a month for something uh it doesn't have to be in the shops it could be speaking to somebody once a month who's a bit lonely and needs some help or going and doing their shopping or you know we're always on the lookout for people to, to volunteer for us.
0: Brilliant! Thank you so much. Thank you. I interviewed her on stage, and um, I sent her manager an email saying, "Can I email her for the? Can I interview her for the podcast?" And then he emailed me like the day after the festival, and was like, "Oh yeah, cool, but." I only just got the email, so, uh, yeah, so we didn't get her. <laughs> but, hope- <laughs> yeah. but hopefully we'll get her soon. Okay, let me just come a bit near you guys. Um, cool. I'm here with Bud and Greg of Sad Ken. Now, Sad Ken, I've just seen you guys playing up on the main stage here at the Box Ukulele Festival. Firstly, you guys rocked. No question about that. You guys yeah. were awesome. Um, just in case, well, people won't know, who, in case people don't know who you are, you play heavy metal covers yeah. on the ukulele and acoustic guitar. Yeah. And it works. It sounds awesome.
2: Oh, cheers, mate. Yeah, um, well, my, my good friend Gregor has been a lifelong uh, fan of every metal. And uh, I, I when I picked up the uke, uh, I would go around his house and play guitar with him. And we just slipped into that because that's where it, yeah. it was at That's what the, the songs
5: like. just seem to I mean the, the thing is with a lot of the heavy metal songs that we do we try to strip it of some of the extravagance and just take it back to the core of what makes that song work for us and the, the maiden stuff's perfect because you know it's mostly E, C, G and D like chord wise so like it's it, you can definitely, lock in definitely got these and, then, and then Bud when he, t- he turned up and he started and he said oh I've got a ukulele and I'm like oh yeah lovely yeah lovely mate and then I was expecting to play, I don't
0: know, somewhere over
5: the rainbow or something. Do you know what I mean? And then he plays the, the opening lick for the Trooper. I'm like, oh right, we're on. This is this is something now. So yeah.
0: Are you guys um, old friends from from years gone by or something? I
2: think or it's about seven. Yeah, like that.
5: yeah. Competing gangs, it, well, not gangs, but groups the, the, of the friends. rival
2: gang down the road, like you know. Really? The was it? Road along. Grimsby <laughs> Road and
4: Baden Road. If they
5: built a den in the field, we'd smash their den up, and they'd smash our den up because you know, like we wanted the dead it's Like anyway, and then we uh, bonded over video games. Uh, I suppose when we we're a bit older, and then discovered the joys of alcohol, and then it's been a lifelong bond ever since.
2: Yeah, well, definitely. Computer games as well, weren't it? I mean, even from a young age. But I tell you what, actually, is is led us to where we are, probably. Is our, our love for Guitar Hero?
0: No, no kidding, really. You guys yeah. played Guitar Hero, mate. Oh, we love
2: it. We, yeah, we again,
5: it's, we 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 play it and still played it. You know, still kind of regularly now. But I think that that ability to like kind of lock in and focus on on a song, like although the plastic guitar is obviously a game, we don't we're not delusional. But <laughs> it's like it, it, that same joy that we had from playing Guitar Hero together when we started playing real instruments together. It just felt it it so natural. Like- the real version of rocking out on Guitar Hero. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that was just warm and I was and like, isn't... this is
2: great. We're not, we're not just pressing colored buttons. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Although I do miss getting a high score at the end, you know. <laughs> I'll
0: tell you something. I was just at NAM a few weeks ago and I met the guy who played the guitar on Guitar Hero, the actual guitar player. No I way. didn't catch his name, but I was chatting to him for like about 20 minutes and at the end it felt like wrong to go, by the way, what was your name again? <laughs> yeah. So I just, I didn't know who he was, but he was so cool. And it's like, I I, I was almost more impressed by meeting him than by meeting, like, the actual guitar players, you know.
2: Mate, I would love to really pick that guy's mate. It's like, that guy must get it all the time, actually. just people who've really discovered a love for rock and metal. Yeah, I think it's, games, a, it's you know. a
5: gateway to, uh, to that world, isn't it? And and I think, you know, I'm sure there are kids who, who like yourself, like, oh, wow, I can press these coloured buttons real fast and really in time. So it's a, a, the, the skill, the, the the kind of motor control, uh, the fine motor control in your fingers and the stamina. Like, that can help. Yeah, I mean, I remember when we played, we recorded Ace of Spades recently. And, and you were like, how did you how did you keep that rhythm up for, like, three and a half minutes? And we looked yeah. at it and
0: went, Guitar Hero. It's got <laughs> to be. Yeah. The Ace of Spades, Motorhead.
2: Yeah, mate. Uh, actually, that's, that's that goes out to you that one, mate. Uh, you got that from
0: my tutorial. <laughs> yeah, I
2: got your tutorial, and and obviously I thought, oh yeah, so you do that a little bit and all that, and I tweaked it slightly because you were just playing on your own, and we got yeah. a guitar in the background and all that. But like that, I I, I tweaked with it before, but uh, I couldn't find like the right place on the fretboard for me. Really. and I seen your tutorial, and how you did the alternate, I thought that captures the essence of the song actually. Funny enough, watching you that, guys, that, that yeah. rhythm of the song, that ding ding yeah. ding ding. ding, ding, ding. Um, and I thought, oh, that that works for me, like, because we've got him. He's basically playing Lemmy's bass part. On yeah, guitar, I, like.
5: I mean, with in terms of the way I support the uke in the in the context of that, like, I do see the acoustic guitar as essentially the bass instrument, and and very often if I'm figuring out a song, I, I think about what the bass guitarist is doing because that's I'm really really just provide the bottom end, and then the uke should sit in that mid to high point in the sound. So, you know, hopefully, although we're playing a ukulele festival, when yeah, why well, you brought a guitar along? The guitar's there
0: to support the uke, really. Yeah, I, I was thinking you—you you sort of take a bit of a backseat instrumentally, yeah. right? Oh, uh,
5: yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think of, uh, in this context, the uh, Bud Uke playing is like the uh, lead guitar player in a normal in a rock band. So Bud's the Bud's the uh, Uke star. And I'm there just to, you know, I'm, you <laughs> I'm not just a paid employee, but you know, I mean, I'm there to support that, and then, you know, with the vocals, just.
2: Uh, I mean, you, you know, nearly all the all the lyrics before we even played the songs, anyway, from your from your misspent youth. Um, oh yeah, I mean, so th- I these couldn't... songs are ingrained. I think that that's would the other... an effort for me to learn all those lyrics, mate. I mean, I'd to be
5: fair, I'm I think beat. that's another reason why we settled on doing heavy metal covers, is because like these songs are kind of ingrained in certainly in, in my DNA, uh, you know. Like we don't we have to go and re- reload lyric sheets or something, and and to be fair, there's probably loads of lyrics I get wrong because I'm just right. <laughs> basically remembering it. The verses
2: we miss out as well, don't yeah. We? We, we, some of these songs are like seven, eight minutes long, and that's not really. We yeah, you got
0: to keep things moving at these yeah. festivals, right? Um this weekend I'm doing Metallica by the way. Uh I the I saw uh, your master
2: Metallica puppets. video and that is I said to my friend we discussed practice I met on you, Thursday. We discussed it, yeah. He's bringing out a tutorial for that master of puppets and that'll that'll get me pretty much halfway there I reckon. Yeah, well
0: I when I filmed I just did the I did like a YouTube short for it a few I guess a week or two ago and then people were like oh do a tutorial do a tutorial. And I was like I guess I'd probably better learn how to play it properly. <laughs> and yeah. I looked up it's like 220 BPM. And I got the uh, <laughs> t- 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 what do you the metronome, yeah. and it nearly killed me. Honestly, <laughs> like
5: I think James Hetfield on the original all plays that all in downstrokes as well. No so he's, he's, he's famous for like, the ultra precise downstroke technique. So, but that's the, one of the great things about what we tra- try to do is, as you said, you find you listen to the song. And you, you try and find well I can't do that. There's no point in trying to replicate it perfectly. But what can what how can we sad kenify it in in a sense? So what bits do we cut? What bits do we keep? What how do rhythmically where do we, and we tend to find this kind of although a lot of the Maiden stuffs in this galloping kind of
2: horse like kind of triplet rhythm
5: like we kind of settle on this kind of bouncy oh I don't know
2: like almost, e, almost folky yeah like folky punky I mean we punk it up a little bit because we simplify it don't we you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah it's
5: got that but folk you... punk
2: metal thing (laughs) what we're trying
5: to do is 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 make the sad ken version of it and uh you know and and it creates something quite distinctive uh between the uke the vocals and everything like that so um it's been a great like learning experience
0: and when did you start when did you start playing together
2: well we applied to play the bristol uke festival three years ago all we'd done then is we had a little version of spider-man and a version of run to the hills that we'd just sat on your crusty old sofa and, and recorded with a mobile phone and sent in. She been, yeah, crusty, you guys can
5: yeah. play. I <laughs> so, so added detail there, yeah, very yeah, crusty. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
5: I won't ask any follow ups about <laughs> the sofa. But
0: uh, <laughs> But uh, so so you guys have what been playing for three years or so together but you've had COVID and stuff, is that yeah. what's fact, yeah. yeah. so
2: that festival got cancelled the one we were supposed to play at, and then this year I was like, Oh do you still want us to play? And obviously like between lockdowns and all that, we've had sort of nights where like, you know, the kids have actually gone away and some of us has got the house to ourselves and we're like, come on over, we'll pl- have a few beers, play loads of you. We've sort of developed the, the songs from that really, haven't we?
5: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, it's a set born out of just that kind of like drunken friendship in a way. You know, it's, it's what do you like to play? Have a couple of beers and rock out with your mate. And, um, and hopefully that, again like when we were on stage earlier and I looked over at him and I saw him smiling away playing his little uke and I just had a big beaming smile on my face because you know it's my best friend and we're we're sharing this together and it's a beautiful thing.
2: It's a guitar guitar, well that's where Electric Eye came from wasn't it it's, it's the <laughs> final song on Guitar <laughs> Rock the 80s and we must have spent about three or four hours trying to do this song to to finish it like and we didn't I went, but it's a great song isn't it and then we didn't really think we we didn't really think it would transpose to you really well, and. We sort of left that on the back burner because we couldn't really work out how it would work and then all of a sudden we came yeah. up with something and we like, oh actually that's it yeah I mean you know the
5: original there there's some chord changes we miss out there's whole middle section we miss out, but you know I think the the, the things the bits of the song that excited us the most we've managed to translate over so um
0: yeah and so now I guess COVID is I don't want to say it's over, but like things are certainly opening up again there's gigs and there's concerts and stuff. What's the future for Sad Ken?
2: Uh, well, we're gonna basically. I think that's that's our gigs for the summer. So we're gonna hunker down, apply to some muke festivals for next year, uh, and try and get get more songs in the set. Really, we've got. I'd like you say we've got a few, quite a few. We've sort of half got together.
5: Yeah, and I think as long as, we, you know, I think for us it's just like. Whether we're playing live or not, it's like we we just love that time together. That sad like sad Ken days, you know. Particularly with work and kids, you think like Thursday is practice. It's that sad Ken night, and uh, so God knows what will come out of it. But uh, as long as that's still. A bloody good time then long may it continue long live the can I mean like it is a bit of a joke but you know particularly the Iron Maiden songs Iron Maiden are popular in a lot of non-English speaking territories really big in uh, you know like parts of the Middle East and, and even uh, they've played gigs in Africa and I don't for us I'm not for a moment saying they're like we could but those songs You know, they work almost like on a non-English level because the melodies are just so strong. So if some guy in Sri Lanka wants to see an acoustic version of uh, of Fear of the Dark by Iron Maiden, then visit Sad Ken uh, uh,
0: YouTube page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
5: uh, there you go, mate. So, yeah.
0: Funny enough, one of my first, like, gigs, and this is like 10, 11 years ago, it was a charity thing in Hammersmith. I used to live in Hammersmith in London. And it was organised by Bruce Dickinson. No way. And so we were playing, it was like my local, like the Hammersmith ukulele group, we played, like, Bare Necessities or something. And he was just stood in the middle, just watching it with his arms folded. <laughs> but, yeah. So, so afterwards, I posted on my Facebook, I just played the ukulele for Bruce Dickinson. And what I meant was, like, I have played it for him. Like, he was watching me play it. But all of a sudden, I was just getting all these messages saying, I can't believe you played it for him. Thinking, like, like I was sort of... On stage like, like
5: taking like over
2: his
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Exactly. So I got a little bit of, like, false, uh, you know, false valor for, for doing that. Maybe but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> But um, cool. Okay, well, guys, thank you so much, and um, we'll stay in touch and have a great time here mate, at Box. Nice
2: to meet you, mate. I've uh, I've been watching your videos for a long time. Brilliant, mate. Really oh,
0: thank fun. you so much. Thanks, man. Thanks, Thanks
2: mate. No, brilliant. Great day.
3: must
0: So right now, the Mother Pluckers, I hope I said that right, are just doing a few last-minute sound checks on the main stage here at the Buff, the uh, Box, Ukulele Festival. And it really is starting to get quite crowded now. The uh, the courtyard, or I guess the the, cup, the pub car park, which when I got here about four or five hours ago, had maybe 10 or 20 people in, now has got maybe close to 100 People are really turning out here. The weather's still incredible. It's really sunny, and even though it's 6:30 at night, it's still about 82 degrees according to my watch. And again, as I've said all day, it feels even warmer. But um, there's loads of people. A great family atmosphere. There's little kids, and there are elderly people, and there's pretty much everything in between. And um, it looks like the mother pluckers are ready to go.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, come on, let's go,
0: With that, we'll leave the motherpluckers strumming away into the night. What an incredible day that was. So much fun, and everyone was such a delight to speak to. A bit different from normal, but what did you think? Let me know if you like this sort of occasional change-up in the format, because I'd love to do more shows like this when the situation arises. And what about you guys? Have you ever been to a ukulele festival? Which one? Where was it? What was it like? Who was there? Did you perform or just watch? Did he go to any workshops or was it all concerts? What about flash mobs? And would you ever go again? I'd love to hear about your experiences. I really would. So drop me an email to uketeacher at grabyouruke.com. And if I get enough responses, perhaps we can put a little show together talking all about you guys and what you think of ukulele festivals. And of course, you can always find me on Facebook, The Ukulele Teacher, and Twitter and Instagram, where I'm just at uketeacher. Don't forget, if you'd like to help support this podcast, firstly, you can sign up to my Patreon page, patreon.com slash where you'll get early access to the podcasts, as well as occasional bonus footage, such as extra chat with James Hill, Ten Thumbs Pro, Christopher Shannon Davis, and more. But, as I've said numerous times now, the most important thing for me is that people get to hear these shows and enjoy them. So, if you're a part of a ukulele community, a forum a Facebook page, whatever it is, or maybe you just have a friend or family member who you think might enjoy it. Please spread the word. It's a free podcast, and it will always be free, so just let your uke-loving buddies know that every Wednesday there's a free podcast called Ukulele Tales that's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, and wherever else you get your podcasts from and then we're even. (laughs) Tell them to have a good rummage around in the archives too while they're there. There's conversations with James Hill, Bernadette teaches music, Begiti Kamalo, Ukulani, lots of good stuff for them to tuck into and enjoy. I'm also working on getting some more guests lined up all the time. And in fact, there's one I am trying to sort out right now. I don't want to jinx anything, but if I pull it off, well, this one, they might be a giant guest. Get, for me, no clues. So fingers crossed. Funnily enough, I was thinking while I was putting this episode together that I've been really, really blessed to meet and chat with some of the biggest Uke names in the world. And everyone has been really cool and friendly. But visiting the Box Ukulele Festival... And by the way, I should probably point out that Box is a small, dare I say a tiny village of about 400 people in the southwest of England. It reminded me of just how warm and inviting the ukulele community can be at every level. I don't think anyone playing at that festival was a professional musician, but they all put their hearts and souls into the project to make it an unforgettable day for everyone involved. And they also managed to raise over £3,000 for the Dorothy House charity as well. In fact, over the three years the festival ran, they've raised nearly ten grand, which is pretty incredible. Sadly, there's not going to be a box ukulele festival in 2023, but there are lots of small festivals out there all over the UK and the world, so keep an eye out for one near you and get down to it if you can. Support your local ukulele festival. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week. Lots of people to thank, though, before I go. Firstly, a massive thank you to Claire Toghill and the rest of the Mother Pluckers for putting the box ukulele festival together putting on a great show, and making me feel so at home and welcome. I know there's not one this year, but I really, really hope you guys will be back for 2024, as I would love to pop down again. Secondly, thanks to everyone during the day who spoke to me. Nikki Kelly from the amazing Dorothy House charity, who was very generous with her time. Pauline, who emceed the event and did a great job of keeping everything moving and ensuring that everyone was having fun. And of course, a big thank you to Sad Ken as well, who are going from strength to strength following the Box Ukulele Festival. And this summer, I'm looking forward to catching up with them at the Bristol Ukulele Festival in July. Thanks to each and every one of you tailgaters for listening and continuing to enjoy the show. And a big thank you once again to our sponsor, Carla Brand Music, for helping to make the show possible. Remember, you can go to carlabrand.com slash uketeacher or click on the special link in the show notes for a 10% discount on anything on the Carla website. Like I always say, I love hearing from all of you, so if you ever want to send me an email about anything, my inbox is always open, and I do respond to every message I get. Eventually. Anyway, I've been John Atkins, and I'll be back again next Wednesday with some more great ukulele tales for you. But until next time, I love you all, And I wish you the best.